I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Fans, welcome in. This is the Crimson Corner Podcast. It's powered by KSLSports.com. I'm your host and Utes Insider, Trevor Allen. Glad to have you aboard for another episode. Coming up, we'll talk about some of the big news that has happened around the conference, as you've probably already heard. And then I've also got an interview with the newest member of the Utah men's basketball program, Jordan Kellier. He'll join me coming up to talk about why he chose Utah and what he expects moving forward with the running Utes. But first, obviously, the big news over the weekend is that the Pac-12 Conference announced that they will go to a conference-only schedule for fall sports, which means for football that the BYU-Utah game has been canceled. And on top of that, Utah will not be making a trip up to Wyoming this year or will not be playing the Montana State Bobcats. I'm all right with this, honestly. As much as it sucks to not have the rivalry game, I think that it's a good move to where at least the conference is still trying to have a college football season. It's just you won't have out of conference. I know that there's other games around the conference where they are playing big-time programs in their non-conference slate, and you guys can check out that full list over at kslsports.com. But I think for Utah's sake, having a really young team, it has its pros and cons, obviously. But I think that this will be... A good thing when it's all said and done at least as far as keeping players safe and I know that people have been saying well what is safer than playing your rival that's just 45 minutes down the road well thing is Utah's in a conference they're not going to do something that their conference leaders they're not going to go against that and so I know that it makes sense to play BYU but that's a different circumstance There's only one other rivalry, at least as far as on the West Coast, where their rival is in a different conference, and that's Colorado, Colorado State. So this really isn't common ground for Utah, for the Pac-12, and for other conferences either. And again, I'm only talking about the West Coast, so I'm not going to go through the entire nation, but that's one of the reasons why they won't be playing BYU. But Utah AD Mark Harlan did say on Twitter on Sunday that they will resume the contract 
with BYU and will be playing in Provo in 2021 and that they will work on trying to get that game made up that will be lost this year in 2020, where BYU was scheduled to come up to Rice-Eccles Stadium and play the Utes. This is obviously a developing story, so we will have more on this over at kslsports.com and on this podcast because the Pac-12 said that they will release scheduled details no later than July 31st. All right, time to catch up with a guy who is one of the newest members of the Utah basketball team coming from Jamaica and also from junior college. We go to Jordan Kellier. Jordan, how are you, man? I'm doing pretty good, sir. It's a pleasure to be here. So I got to ask right off the bat, how did you end up at the University of Utah? Um, just um, hard, hard work, you know. Um, just being scouted by um, Coach K and his staff. You know, um, I played a one year at Williston State College. Uh, and then from there, um, Coach K found me and started recruiting. So that's how I really got here. And then the bond that we shared with the staff, you know, reaching out to me on a daily basis. Um, there were genuine um, coaches, you know. I felt like they meant what they said over these calls and stuff. So I was all in, you know. So that really brought me to Utah. And the culture that he had, um, that, that was really a huge part in me coming here. What did Larry tell you when they were pitching about Utah and their program? Um, he said a lot of things, you know, but like he just spoke about how he, he believed I could come in and um, add to the team and how he saw me as a player and, 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 and a person off the court, you know, just being able to be versatile, um, being able to be a dog, bringing tenacity to the floor, you know, and just, just, just being hungry, you know, and being a leader on the defensive end of the court, rebounding the ball, and just being myself. So prior to Utah reaching out to you and, you know, talking to you about potentially going to the school, what did you know about the University of Utah? Um, I didn't know a lot. I only knew that Kyle Kuzma went here and mm-hmm. he was in the Pac-12. You know, that's pretty much all in your body, to be honest. Were you just a fan of Kyle Kuzma or do you know him personally? You know, how did you know about Kyle? Um, I'm not really a fan of anyone, to be honest. I, I was I was a fan of Kobe Bryant, and he passed away. He stopped playing, and that's really um, I'm really a student of the game right now, so I watch the game just to learn and play to learn, you know. I'm not really a fan of anyone, to be honest. So you don't really model your game after anybody as far as who's playing in the league right now? I would say Kawhi Leonard, you know. I got big hands. I got long arms. Uh, I could dominate both ends of the floor, you know. I do a little bit of everything, you know. Um, I'm versatile, just like him. Um, I can do everything um, on the basketball court. So, I mean, I, I kind of plot my game off Kawhi Leonard. But, yeah. What did you learn about your one year playing in a junior college that will help you make that move into the Pac-12 into the University of Utah? What I learned one year in junior college, you got to be a dog, you know. You can't let anyone get in your way. You can't let things off the court get in your way. You got to learn how to compartmentalize, you know. Um, and you just got to be hungry, like, no matter what. You just got to do what you got to do when it becomes hell of hot water. Um, no matter what happens, it's got to be done, you know. So that's what I really learned after staying one year in Buna College. You mentioned you're a uh, two-way player, play on uh, both ends and, and do it at a high level. What would you say is the strongest part of your game? The strongest part of my game? Um, I, I do a lot of things, to be honest. I could score, I could rebound at a high level. I could guard the best player on the team. 
But if I if I had to hang my hat on one thing, um, I would say defense. You know, like stopping the the, the best player on opposite team from scoring. Like I'll do that any day of the week. You know, at a high level. Like no matter if I'm missing shots, you're not gonna score on me. Like that's not happening. You know. So I'll i hang my hat on that if I had to choose one. Is that something that uh, Larry has been speaking very highly of? Because, you know, having covered him in, in the Utes for, you know, as long as he's been here, that has always been his number one thing was uh, being able to guard the other team and not really as much as scoring. But for, for the most part, Larry's had teams that are really good on that end of the floor. Is that is that one of the things you liked about Utah was was how they put such an emphasis on playing defense? Yeah, I really like the passion, you know, the passion he has when he's coaching. Because I watch film on the Utes. Um, study how the coaches react to certain calls and certain behavior towards the team and stuff. So, I mean, I like the passion he brings to the table. And I believe playing for a coach like that would bring the best out of me, you know, because I played a lot of passion too. So I believe we will match each, other, each other's energy and I'm really looking forward to that. I think that would be something exciting for me. You uh, are coming into a team that is very, very young. I mean, they were they were one of the youngest teams in all of college basketball last year, having so many new freshmen on their team. But now they're all a year older, and you know a lot of them come back. Have you talked to any of your new teammates, like Timmy Allen or Ryland Jones or anybody on the team as far as players? Oh yeah, definitely. So you know, I'm I'm going to war with them. So I have to build a bond with them. You know, so I do reach out to them from time to time. You know. Um, they're all great kids, you know, great young men. You know, I can't wait to get out there, get working with them and going to battle with them, you know. They're all great players. As, as you said before, most of them young, you know, it's going to be a young team. And I think that's the beauty in it. You know, that's the real beauty in it because um, they did really well last year for a young team. And for them coming back this year, you know, they have more experience, Um it's going to be exciting, you know, and I believe what I could bring to the table is going to help us to get to that next level, you know. So we just got to trust each other and trust in what coach wants us to do, you know. So are you already in a Salt Lake City or are you going to be coming here in the, the next couple of weeks or months? I, I should be out there next week, um, either the 17th or the 20th. And then just starting to work out and, and getting used to your teammates and just getting ready for the season? Yes, sir. You got to get this thing rolling, man. You know, get out there. We're going to work hard for sure, you know. We're going to work hard and we're going to challenge each other every day. Be the best version of ourselves, you know. I can guarantee that. Um, but, yeah, we're going gonna, gonna to get out there, you know, start working out and get ready for the season. What are your goals for this season coming up? I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be like scoring a certain amount or whatever, but just what are your goals that you're setting for yourself heading into the season? Besides Certain accolades, I don't really like putting certain accolades out there that I'm trying to achieve. But um, my goal is just win, you know, and get to the NCAA tournament and just go as far as possible, you know, because the more you win, the more you get looked at, you know. Nobody wants losing teams. So I'm trying to win, you know, and have a great time, have fun. That's all. What would you say is one of the things that uh, in your game that maybe you need to work on? I know that's kind of a tough question. You know, you mentioned you're, you know, a two-way player, but is, is there something in your game that you feel like you need to work on? Oh, that's not a tough question. I got to work on a lot of things. Um, <laughs> uh, working on my burst downhill going right, you know, being able to do the things that I do going left on the right side of the court, that that will be a huge tool in my game, which I'm working on right now. And my shot selection, you know, I'll get better at that by watching more film, studying more film. 
you know, knowing where to shoot and why to shoot, you know. So my shot selection and just going making plays down his right, whether it be creating for my teammates or scoring or getting paint touches for my teammates to get kicks and wide open shots. So just making plays with my right hand, going down on the right side of the court, that would be a huge improvement in my game. Where do you think you fit in with this team? More out on the wing as a guy playing alongside Timmy Allen, or where do you kind of see yourself fitting in with this team? Uh, where I see myself, to be honest, I see myself on the opposite wing. I'm on one wing, Timmy Allen on one wing. You know, I feel like that would be a, a, a tough a tough matchup, you know, for anybody at any night, you know. Um, I'm going heavy left, he's going heavy right. We both will make plays, you know. We both are great players, and we're going to be our great teammates and great coaches who can put us in a situation where we will be able to succeed, you know. So I believe that would be the best position for myself, you know, playing alongside a player like him. How old were you when you first started playing the game? Uh, about 14. What is it like playing basketball back home? Uh, it's like, it's roller coaster, you know, because I started on, like, from the bottom, like, I got cut. I went through a lot of things, you know, it's a long story. That's for another interview. But um, it, it's fun, you know, it's fun. Um, the, the culture, you know, it's Jamaica. Um, it's always a lot of energy, a lot of vibes, you know. So it's always fun to play basketball in Jamaica. But the talent level is not as high as over here. But it's always fun, you know. You're going, you're going to have fun for sure playing basketball in Jamaica. All right. Well, Jordan, welcome to Utah, at least on the team. And we'll hopefully see you in the coming weeks and months uh, up at the Huntsman Center. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me, sir. It's been a pleasure. And there you go. That was the newest member of the Utah basketball program, Jordan Kellier, joining us here on the Crimson Corner podcast. Big thank you to him and a big thank you to Utah basketball for allowing me to speak to him. And that'll do it for this edition of the Crimson Corner Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I truly do appreciate it. Make sure you guys follow us. I'm on Twitter at Trevor A Sports and at Trevor Allen KSL on Instagram. And then follow us at KSL Sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Crimson Corner Podcast. It's always powered by KSLSports.com. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.